Welcome to episode number 104, Stubbornness. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose. What's up? Heck, Manny, and Gabe. All right, uh, episode 104, Stubbornness. In this episode, the crew talks about their most important compromises learned throughout their lives. We cover topics that range from pride, our egos, persistence in life, goal attainment, tips for the stubborn person, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Anthony J. D'Angelo and John C. Maxwell. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com, and we define stubborn. They define it as unreasonably obstinate, obstinately unmoving, fixed, or set in purpose or opinion, resolute, obstinately maintained, as a course of action, difficult to manage or suppress. All right, cool. So, uh, so f- I found this talk about talking about stubbornness. Obviously, that's the topic. I found this uh, article from Success.com titled Seven Compromising Tips for the Stubborn Person." Um, and just you know, right off the top, they just talk about compromise has become a dirty word. After all, you don't want your quality or safety compromised. But in business and life partnerships, compromise can be crucial for survival. Stay. Say you want to spend the entire marketing budget on social media while your partner prefers traditional print ads. The resolution might be to divide the money and have a presence in both. Or what if you want to take a trip to Costa Rica, but your spouse wants to go to Aruba? Maybe you decide this time, but he or she chooses next year. Um, so um, so does that make sense with the compromise thing? I yes. guess being stubborn, obviously yeah. that's a component of being stubborn is... Um, not yeah not being able to compromise you're just very um, one track yes exactly um so so it says are you stubborn or headstrong these tips for becoming a better compromiser we gleaned from a bevy of expert sources so number one nurture the relationship with your partner by showing interest in her his or her life like his or her greyhound puppy or her son's knack for tennis. Keep communication flowing so that when hard conversations roll around, each of you understands the other person's point of view. Um, yeah. So I guess that this thing, this whole thing with, you know, compromising, they're trying to make it seem, you know, initially when you say compromise, they're trying to say like, it's a dirty word or sounds like a yeah. dirty word in business because it looks like you're basically not getting your way. Um, a lot of times... In partnerships, that happens when it's a split, uh, when the company's split by percentages, by multiple, um, like angel investors, uh, mm-hmm. for example, where they have, you might have started the business or had the idea, for example, if I had an idea of starting Uber and it was 100% mine, but I just didn't have the financial um, you know, backing, I went and sought out for it. Now... These people are dropping millions of dollars. They're taking away percentages, obviously, because they want a return on their investment financially. Um, and so on the back end, you have to hear what they have to say in order to make yes, any decisions. Exactly. So then, I, I've seen um, 
with with my own uh, experiences, people that I know personally lose their own business even though they still own it. So they ended up losing majority. They're not the majority shareholder, I should say. So they ended up being, it's like a 60-40. So two people came in at 30%. Mm. They took 40, but when you put the, and you can't make an entire decision unless you get three yeses. Mm. Wow. So it gets crazy. Now it's like, this is something that you started. This was like your own thing. But when you're making a decision, you have to actually now go through two other people. And how we kind of do the, you know, Rotated Views podcast, it's mainly, you know, majority rules when we try to decide on something. Um or like our family every year we do a uh, Philadelphia Phillies uh, team VC family Philadelphia Phillies game whatever majority rules on the date right okay. so obviously yeah. it's it's the summer and everyone's on vacation it's around about the time that we go or whatever you just have weddings there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on so there's over 25 people going of course that one single date is not going to work for every single person sure. so someone around there is going to either compromise or just not go yeah. does that make sense uh, so it's kind of like the same thing. So if you get a majority rules, you could be totally against it, right? Like let's just say the color of the outside of your business is the brick and mortar business, right? Is pink, and that you you like it's everything you've done for this business has been the color pink for whatever reason why you chose this color. These two partners come in and say pink is terrible for this kind of business. Let's use a more neutral uh, color, and we're gonna go with gray. Right, so then, and they're sixty percent now. So thirty and thirty is yeah. sixty, and you're forty. The majority rules. So now your entire business has been, now been painted. Uh, your pink has been taken away, and now it's gray. That's kind of the stuff that you have to go through. Um, I mean, I didn't know that's like a very high level, sure. like over the top example, and kind of basic at the same time with talking about paint color. Um, but in but you business, can't even make basic right. decisions like that without consulting other people so okay so then you got to think about like if you are a stubborn person you're like no i'm gonna do this way i'm gonna do this way and now you find yourself in that position that's when compromise has to happen actually you don't even have a choice like you have to bet you have to go with yeah right um so it's 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 very interesting so the first one was about the relationship about you know your significant other anyone who's in a some level of relationship you're gonna quickly realize um you know how the old saying of opposites attract I don't know how, how sure or how certain that is, but there's you guys definitely have some differences, right? Mm-hmm. So you definitely, and that's kind of like they feel the, they fill the, the voids sure. or you know you guys balance each other, each other out for the most part. This is all just generally speaking. Um, you definitely are compromising and it does, it's not a negative thing. And that, I think that's what they're trying to say. It's like a dirty word, but me compromising on, you know, they're saying, you know, vacation of Aruba, versus costa rica was the example they gave yeah. i mean dude we're going to aruba or costa rica i'm excited as yeah, right. you know what i mean like yeah. that's my compromise i take it you have kids well, you just take separate vacations yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean there, there's all good. there's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff um i mean you could also get into like the topic of just settling right sure. like you be so for example me and my wife when we're looking for houses we were talking about specific school districts, right? Mm-hmm. So then you get to looking so long, and when you're just getting started out, the average person, you know, your budget isn't the craziest thing. The average person, sure. obviously, there's exceptions. Um, and our budget was what it was, and it was very slim pickings for where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it, it gets crazy though because when you start looking for so long you almost start to give in I'm like well let's just, we can get you know how many houses we could have gotten just not in the school district that we wanted to 
but we could have already had a house. You know what I'm saying? And we were in those moments where we had to make a decision. And I I would like to say that we stuck to our guns kind of thing. And we didn't compromise in that, you know, um, scenario. Although we had a compromise on the size of our house, right? Because we wanted to be in a specific school district. Mm -hmm. So if we went into another school district, we could have maybe gotten more square footage or whatever the case is. Mm. That's a very real estate general, you know, thing to say. It's, you know, you got to pick or choose. Or you watch these shows all the time uh, when they're trying to find, you know, on HGTV, like the sell it or list it. And the ones trying to keep them at the house that they're at. Um, and the other one, and the spouse, the other significant other, is trying to move whatever closer to the city or further out from the city, a better school district or whatever it is. And you find you quickly find, um, you know, that there's a lot of compromises that have to be done, right? Property Brothers is another good yeah. example where they show people the potential of uh, basically a fixer upper and what it could be, and people are shocked. To think like, oh, this is this is all your this is like your requirements or your request, what you wanted on a specific house, and they take them to this bomb house, beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's perfectly decorated, blah blah blah. And let's just say your budget is like whatever, five hundred thousand dollars. They show them like a a million dollar house, you know what I mean? Um, And they're saying you can buy a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and drop you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars into it, and we can make it look like this. That's the compromise you're going to need if you don't have a million dollars. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. It's all about like you know. It's just an example of compromising. But compromise. It doesn't need to be a negative thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. Uh, it's not settling per se. Um, okay. So number two, don't start negotiations during a crisis or when stress and tempers flare. Wait for calm conditions. Negotiations. Um, yeah, I mean that kind of goes along with what I was saying uh, before. However, now you're throwing the spin of a crisis. Um, you're making decisions um, in when emotionally or mentally, you're probably not 100% there. A good example is uh, Dave Ramsey always talks about uh, the loss of a loved one. Never make major life changes one during the time of mourning. Okay. So you're saying like a lot of people, they just do it thinking that that's going to fix that void yeah. or that pain. So a loved one dies, let's say, for example... And they just go out and to, to, to fix that, they're just going to go out and sell everything because they don't want any memories of this person anymore because it's too painful to walk into a room. that they're, And yeah. they go out and buy a new house or a new car or whatever. And at a very high and emotional yeah. you know, state where it, it, if the conditions weren't that, that's something that you can't change. But he's basically saying you got to let it ride out for at least a year, six months to 12 months, and then make you know, decision, sound mm-hmm. decisions and bounce them off other people because sometimes you don't even know that you're not even right still. You're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. You think you're ready but someone's like, dude, think about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's making a decision, not, not necessarily a crisis but like in a very high emotional state. Um, so yeah, so there you go. That's number two. Number three, uh, before any discussion, know what you want. Also know what you well, isn't that being a stubborn person anyway? You know what you want. Before any discussion, know what you want. Also know what you won't budge on. Never go against your conscience or compromise your values. Um, I mean, I guess it goes with like, you can't compromise on something if you don't actually, if you haven't personally made a decision about whatever the situation is. Well, it's like buying a car. Mm-hmm. You know what you want and they're trying to sell you something else. Right. 
Or, yeah. but if you go you in want, there like, oh, to... I'm just buying a car. Like, yeah, no, you but you, you have... go in, you uh, I want a black truck with red leather interior, and they have a white truck with blue leather interior. Like, oh, no, but this is, you know, this is equivalent. They're trying to sell it on you, but no, it's not what you want. Yeah. So uh, is, that, yeah. is that being stubborn, or is that them just trying to, that's them trying to compromise it? Well, no, I mean, I think that's a combination. They're also salesmen. They also try to make money. Well, yeah, right. But it happened to me. I found the car that I wanted online. and um, Offline. Yeah. And I went to this place. I I confirmed the appointment. I had made an appointment with this guy to take a test drive over. Um, I'm like, hey, I'm coming up. Were we still good for 4 o'clock? I don't remember time. It was like 10, 15 years ago. He's like, yep, come on down, blah, blah, blah. I get there, and the car was sold like three days before. So I'm like, I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, he, I'm like, it's, I'm like, first of all, it's still on your website. Number one, you need to update your website. Number two, I actually don't even live anywhere around here. I live an hour away. So I called the guy two days ago and then, or I emailed the guy two days ago and I called to confirm this morning. It's four o'clock in the afternoon and this car was sold three days ago. Not like 30 minutes ago, three days ago. So I was like, can I talk to a manager? I'm just trying to understand. Maybe there's a misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it happens like that. And the manager basically did put the blame on the other guy, but was trying to sell me on a two door coupe when I wanted a four door something else. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, that's not even what I want. That's not even close. Not even First ballpark. of all, you're even missing the whole point. I'm like, it, w- it was like, he didn't even care. He was just like, whatever. I'm just, uh, whatever. That guy's a goofball. Yeah. It's his fault. Anyway, do, do you like this little two door coupe? That's strange. I'll never forget him saying, it. I'm like, no, dude, that's two doors. And I walked away. <laughs> I said that's a two door coupe, and I walked away. But it's, hold on, talking talking about being stubborn, it's okay to be stubborn about some things. Absolutely. And I think that I think that's what number three is talking about. When know what you want, and you know, don't make any concessions, don't budge on certain things. You know, I'm at the point. You know, in a couple big purchases, I bought a house based off price, just because it was based off price. It wasn't in the ideal school district, so I budged on that. Yeah. And full circle five. You know, five to seven years later, we're you know you're kicking yourself in the butt like, man, why did I do that? Why yeah. didn't I, why didn't I get the house with the extra bedroom? Because you budge to make that concession, and it comes comes around and always you know not all the time, but it usually kicks you right in the ass um, when you say, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Um, so in certain aspects, now if I want something and there's a certain list, that list I'll stick to it just because I know, you know, after after it where the new wears off. The, the, those things that you conceded on are gonna be like, man, I should have got that. Mm-hmm. You never right. want to go back and be like, oh, I yep. should have, I should have, should have. Shouldn't regret those type of decisions. Buyer's remorse, so. also right. But yeah, that's that's a little bit different. That's just a person. It's like, I don't no, that. that's that's going to buy in a BMW when I could afford a Ford. I was like, yeah. man, how the hell am I yeah, gonna pay for this? Yeah, I don't know about this. But people do it with like basic stuff, not even mm-hmm. major purchases, like even small stuff. Um, for example, like buying a shed, like oh, and they just bought a shed. They, even if they needed the shed. Um, but they bought one maybe that was under what they should have probably got, like a cheaper version or a version they did. It was excessive. They yeah. didn't really need it. Yeah. And so they're kicking their – they want to literally return it before they even get home. They're they're feeling like we're more yeah. like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Mm. Like that's, But there's people who do – I know somebody who's like that with everything. It's, it's kind of tough to watch because they just beat themselves up. Talk about stubborn. Like and at lunch. No, knowing, knowing damn well they should turn around. It doesn't feel right. Right, as soon as you pick it up, or you're doing, you know it doesn't feel right in your gut, but you're like, I gotta own it now. I bought it. It's like, no, man, you can yeah, still yeah, hit the, yeah. you can hit pride. the stop button. Yeah, that's you're ego. Pride. Pride ego. That's all ego. Absolutely. Um, but the one part to like piggyback on what you're saying about like just knowing what you want. Also, it's not it's a it's saying not comp not compromising your values, mm-hmm. right? So then, 
Um, I heard a story a long time ago about an auto bo- a local auto body shop, right? That had a uh, a mechanic, a young mechanic. He was a kid working for them. Well, a kid. Um, quickly realized that this guy was like running some like scam what was happening was this guy was inspecting cars um and all kinds of stuff and not being truthful uh basically as to um you know what was being uh what was being sold or what was wrong with the cars um and then it was it was like he got hired out i forget the exact i forget the like the specifics Long story short, what was being sold but wasn't under the hood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what the exact things were. Replacing um, like parts with used car parts mm-hmm. and then selling them as if it Go was a new. new... Yeah, like just crazy stuff. Uh, and I don't even know how true the story is. But um, but it was like he didn't compromise on... He's like, no, I, I can't work like that. I can't do... like I can't provide a level of craftsmanship that I'm trying to do... And then, you know, it being sold as something totally different. Well, I mean, that's a different, like, that's a level of integrity more than it yeah. is, like, being stubborn on value. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it gets all, like, you know, there's just certain things. You know, you hear it all the time in, like, the mu- music industry um, where someone's super talented. They get in it because they love singing or they love producing music or love doing what they're doing. And then they're compromising their values in content, True. right? So now they're singing about stuff that they wouldn't really sing about. But they're being driven by a label or someone else to, no, this is what's hot. This is what's in. This is what sells. This is what you have to do. Also, this is how you need to dress. This is where, where you need to be. This is how you, so now you're compromising all kinds of things, multiple things. So imagine that. Basically, they're molding you to someone you're not. Um, and you see it all the time. I mean, you see somebody win American Idol and how plain Jane they are. And then all of a sudden, it's like this totally different person like two months later mm-hmm. after their whatever they won the you know it's crazy that's the what record company molding them into what yes. the, whatever the current style is right um okay so uh number four pick your arguments and realize you don't always have to be right um <laughs> yeah i mean that is that's a tough that's one i was i was huge on that man a big 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 knucklehead that that's that's tough sometimes sometimes it's that's not as easy even now, even knowing that you probably are right. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's not saying that you're not right. It's saying that you don't have to be right. It's like just saying, dude. Let it go. Agree it. to disagree. Yeah. Or not even just like, just, it's not even worth it. Like the yeah. person's just going to keep fighting. Or it could be two stubborn people, right? Sure. Fighting each other or arguing about something. Yeah. Like, I know I'm right. And you're saying, no, I'm right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is literally not, you, they can't even get to a agree to disagree. There's anger. Right, it's just anger and right. just walk away. Somebody has to walk away. But in in the stubbornness, not to get off topic, but in stubbornness, is there could there be a point of ignorance? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you there's a lot of people who know they're wrong and because they're stubborn, like no, they're gonna just roll yeah, with it until yeah, yeah. no damn well they're wrong. They're, like a lying person. Oh, oh. You hear that getting rolled up into a lie and it gets bigger and bigger yeah. and you're staring at them. Alright, so they're saying like Oh, X, Y, and Z, they're trying to explain like a fight or something, right? Yeah. Oh, this happened and this happened and, and you were there and you watched it and you're hearing this enhanced story, story. going on <laughs> and like, oh yeah, and, and then, then what happened and some more elaborate made up stuff keep happening. You the, see the someone just... you egg them on to hear what, <laughs> what the heck else they're going to say. Just to watch this yeah. person just like, dude, this Where guy's ridiculous. Where are you coming from? And they just bury themselves and just lies and like, I mean, I think, just think there's like a level of, I don't even know if it's... I think that's beyond stubbornness. That's like a whole other thing. But 
Um, and it's actually kind of entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. You don't always have to be right. Uh, number five, be willing to change. Then prove you've changed by acting on the resolution as agreed. That's tough. Yes and no. Um, it depends. Um, because be willing to change, then it's like saying, like, don't always compromise. So if you're, I guess what it's saying, if you're willing to compromise, you're willing to do this change, change. don't yeah. do it with the, the grudge. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, I'm doing this because we are, because I have to. You know what Rubbing I mean? Like that face. kind of yeah. thing. Or you're at Aruba and like, Costa Rica would have been way better while you're at Aruba. At Aruba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, that's like the kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, at that point too it's like why why do it you're being stubborn <laughs> well, yeah. just to bring it up so yeah. why why yeah. why it's over at this at point at this point you just want to start arguing yeah well that's all that it's, there's there's a bitterness about people yeah. too and like I said before that, it's ego yeah that you didn't get your way yeah there's that pride thing that, you can't be you know. resentful and once well, a decision's made and yeah. you that resentment you can't yeah. take it with you because that's oof, that's pure evil right that's, there that is pure super evil, evil. Mm-hmm. um all right, so number six, show appreciation for the other side. Compromising instead of continuing to fight is an admirable characteristic. So these all kind of um, tie into each other. Hello. And the last one, seven, treat a business partnership like a marriage. During disputes, be open to help from a be open to help from a mentor, account accountant, or business coach. Um, yeah, I guess that's just seeking some level of you know mentorship or coaching as you would in i guess any other relationship and sometimes that's such a formal thing that we think like oh i'm not going to marriage counseling people literally think that (laughs) it it might not necessarily be that might be just be talking to a friend that's seeking guidance that's seeking counsel you know what i'm saying somebody who's been in that situation before obviously you don't want you know speaking to your uh single friend about marriage a marriage issue that you're having even though that person might have a great solution um you want to seek it's like like they're saying proper mentorship and guidance you can always talk to anybody who you want not necessarily sure if you want to act on what's being said right cool um all right so there you have it seven compromising tips for a stubborn person that was pretty good success magazine or uh, success.com that was one of the most straightforward um mm-hmm. articles we had in a while yeah, was a success that was pretty good um <laughs> all right cool so moving on question for the crew What's the most important compromise you have made thus far? Compromise. Biggest compromise. And it might not be something that like massive, but it's just saying one of. Uh, not not having not pushing for a third child. Me and my wife having a third kid. Two, she put her foot down. Yeah. The second one I didn't force, but it was more force than the first. Yeah. But the third one, she looked at me and was like, no. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> two, two, out of, two out of three ain't bad. And, and, now, and now, now are you now to the ad, that of that opinion? Like uh, you, no, there's no like remorse? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. good. And for a right. little bit, I was a little resentful. Like yeah. Yeah, three just always sound like a good number. Two, I didn't feel like it was enough. It's hilarious. Yeah, I just felt like three was would be a perfect number. Now, was that um, because you, you were one of two? And you knew how it was raising with another child? Like, you didn't want your kids to be that way? I, yeah, mean, I felt was... like, yeah, well, my mom came from a very large family, 14 brothers and sisters. So right. she's, you know, when you talk about being able to talk to somebody or mentorship or whatever, she always had a sounding board. Yeah. Um, yeah and for me, it, w- it was, you know, my brother. And at the time, it was 
four years is a big difference from 18 to 14, 22 to 18. You know, there's a maturity level there. And even from when he was 21 to when I was 25 or had a kid at house, it was different stages in life. And it's now that he's gotten to, you know, we're 32, he's going to be 28, that we were kind of on the same, you know, playing field, so to speak. Um, But I felt like, you know, three would have been perfect. And she looked at me and I felt like, you know what, you're, you're right. And I'm finally to a point where my children are self-sufficient. Yeah. To where I was like, okay, to go backwards now at this yeah. point, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. So, uh, you know, boy and a girl, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I compromised, and I think, you know, we she forced the correct decision for the both of us. Both of us. Are you hex um, position just unlimited? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah my house is like the data, unlimited. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. I couldn't do that. Nah, I compromised. <laughs> For me, it was no. um, it was definitely like a uh, having a pet. Growing up, we've always had two dogs. Mm. Uh, my wife, growing up, always had a dog or multiple dogs, a cat, same thing. Um, and I don't know what it was to me. It was just kind of like your traditional, like, get married, get a house, have a kid, let's get a puppy or whatever. Yeah. In yeah. our case, it would have been a puppy. Um, and... Uh, and I really thought she grew up with dogs that she was, you know, might be, you know, for this idea. Mm-hmm. Man, we saw it. some dogs and she fell in love. And I'm like, yeah, man, this guy. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, not right now. It's not the right time. We have a lot going on. Um, this was before James, but we were just about to get married. Like every everything was happening this year, so this is like 2012. And uh, we're like, this is the, like this is cool. We're going to pet shops, just like in the evening when we were like leave somewhere or come home from you know something for the wedding or wedding planning. We would just like make a pit stop at the pet store or whatever, Target, something. Well, the pet store, we stopped that for whatever reason multiple times. I don't know if it was dream me trying to dream build or something. <laughs> and we saw a couple like really cute, like beautiful dogs. I'm like, yo, this is great. And then we're going back and forth about even just, you know, adopting one or getting. So we're had the conversation was very fluid. Then all of a sudden it came time for it and it was like, nope. She was not budging. She did not want a dog. Blah, 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 blah. All these horror stories. Even I knew that, you know, um, what it entailed. She just was not feeling it at all. And um, and I was resistant. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, where he, like, my son's missing out. Like, he needs that. Like, he needs that. Like, so what if he's missing? And it, at the end of the day, I saw what she was saying. And she knew what I was saying. But was very adamant about her decision. And then after a while, I started coming around. I'm like, you know what? We're having another baby. Again, here we go. I'm like, by this time, forget it. Um, I'm good. And I'm very happy with that. It wasn't like it was like a forced thing. It was like she was very adamant about She was sticking with her guns. And I was just like floating. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe we'll get something else or whatever. And now I'm just like, you know what? That is, that is what it is right now. And mm-hmm. we're both very happy with that decision. But it was like, wow, because I, I didn't even know. That I guess the part that killed me was I thought she would also should right. be yeah. right. So I was super yeah. excited because we just because you in your head you already yeah she already had yeah. to say yes to it. Yeah, we were like talking to friends who had adopted. We're going to pet stores, talking to them. Where they, you know, get their, their so where did no come from out of out of left field? <laughs> yeah. So, but then, here's here's the thing for that when you're when you're making right when you're going through that decision and you're being resistant. I know with me, it was like, how long do you push before she caves, she says yes, and now she's resentful for the life of the dog. And yeah. I can I can only speak to that because my mom's like that. She said yes to a dog emotionally. She made a decision emotionally. Yeah. 
I, I got a dog in college, was going to give it away. Yeah. My mom became attached after a week. She was a puppy. Beautiful, cute little dog. Yeah. Well, it's not now till you know, seven, eight years later, she's still resentful. Yeah. Freaking dog, always cursing at the dog, always yelling at the dog, <laughs> still pisses in the house, and she's always screaming at it. Yeah. So now it's like she's still resentful. There's times she looks at her with like just malice in her eyes like oh mom relax you, yeah, you know yeah. you got her so that that decision there's a there's <laughs> definitely a fine line there where oh if if you yeah. push too hard and they cave you might be the one catching yep, exactly catching, catching the rat heat. yes absolutely. yeah and and i know my wife enough to know <laughs> that if i could i could probably convince her yeah but i know i was gonna be i would uh, pay for it on the back end right. that's and your dog yeah, yeah that's your dog i'm not taking this dog out to walk you made a decision we we quote made this decision together that's on you you're feeding but well i'm not doing anything so if i wanted to do something go out uh can you take the dog out can you take the dog for a walk did you feed the dog all that stuff all out the window well she compromised so she's allowing you to get the dog right. but guess what all the responsibility falls on you <laughs> Dude, and that I, I believe me, and I know out. that never works out. So right. to me, that's a quote compromise, but that's not a real yeah, that's not compromise. A real compromise. No. That's so that happened to me with this last dog. I said, no, 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 we're not getting a dog. I don't want the other dog. We don't have time for it. This, that, and the third. Me, that the mush that I am with five girls in the house, I caved. But I said, look, listen, you guys have to take care of this. Like I don't care what time of day it is. You got to pick up. You know, it's droppings when it pees whatever the heck is the case may be yeah right how's that work Mush? it's not how's it's not work, working Mush? so well because <laughs> nobody cleans up the poop when it's out in the backyard i have to so clean it up before mm. i cut the grass mm-hmm. uh the pee i clean it up when i see it and they may clean it up they say they feed the dogs i see the bowls empty i don't know <laughs> and oh. i just roll with it i'm like all right you know what so i end up taking care of it but if you if the tables turn around, they take care of it. So it's yeah, it's like uh, whatever. It's tough. It's, it, it's it's definitely it's a it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be careful what you compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some things it's not even worth caving in, even though it feels like it's the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like and it could be the right thing. Oh, I can make this work. I can make it. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. we just lie to ourselves and convince ourselves that this is even a better idea than I initially thought. Let's go through with it. Here we go. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. That's like in my head. Like so, yeah, I'm on the verge of like I want a new vehicle. I can't. I, I don't want another vehicle. But then I look at. I'm like, oh, I'll get a pickup truck. Nah, that's not what I want. I definitely want a Jeep. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like trying to convince myself on why I should get a pickup truck. I'm like, I know why I should get a pickup truck. I know I could use it. I know what it's used for, whatever. But in my head, I'm like, again, this guy has it drilled in my head. Don't settle for something that you really, really want. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, don't just get a truck just to get a truck just to say you got a new car. Yeah. Wait till your right time. And when it comes, that means you've actually waited and it's that right time to get that vehicle. Because then you're going to have the buyers more so. Right. Because then I'm like, damn, you know, because I should have should have waited. Now I got this truck and I'm going to wait five years or I'm going to be stuck in a payment that, yep. you know, that. So I just said, you know what? Let me just stick where I'm at and just wait that course. Well, decisions like that never go away, right? You get it in every day. 
It's yep. like you, you're reminded oh, yeah. of it. There are certain decisions. You're reminded of your poor decisions. Yeah, every day, right? <laughs> yeah. Things where it's it. always damn, damn I got in here. There are certain damn. things you can get away with, right? Like a tablet. Like, oh, man, I should have probably sprung for something with more memory or whatever. Faster right. processing. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, could deal with that, need, right? You need a tablet? <laughs> <laughs> but no, vehicles, big purchases like that. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. You, you it get is. You I, I actually know. It. I actually know someone in the opposite uh, situation that they wanted a, a pickup truck and, and ended up getting a Jeep, not a Jeep Wrangler, but like a Jeep, uh, I don't know, Compass or something like that. But it's funny because it's literally the opposite what the of heck? what you're saying yeah. happened. And this dude is always talking about a truck that he doesn't have. He's like, I knew I should have got this stupid truck, man. What the hell? He's like, I get in this little down. I don't know. He's like, I don't even fit in this thing. Dude's, dude's bigger than me. Oh, man. Right? And he looks like he <laughs> should be in a truck. And that was all he ever wanted. I mean, dude, since we were teenagers, you talk about getting a pickup truck. And it's like, he ended up with a... All these years, you saved up saving because you listened to other people and ended up with a Jeep Compass. Nothing wrong with a Jeep Compass. I'm just saying, that wasn't what he really wanted. He right, just... Yeah. He settled for whatever. Um, and now, but, like you said, he kind of gets in this regret every day. basically every day. But that's the difference of, of settling and compromising. Like, right. compromising on what you want. Maybe that's go true. for an, a used one that may be cheaper and right, whatever. Yeah. That's more so, affordable, I mean, but you get what you want as opposed to settling on something that right. you don't even so, want I mean, at all. If that was a fact of what somebody was brainwashing him, oh, no, you should buy brand new, you should buy brand new, and maybe the price or whatever, that was probably the factor or whatever. But, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Still could have gone used and it gotten wasn't the truck. The, yeah. Well, see, that was what I turned it into. Um, like at the at our time, like bigger cabs wasn't even like a thing. It was just like he was wanted a truck. Yeah. Right. So then it got into his head. Someone was like, "Well, you're you know you're gonna get married. You're gonna start a family. Like what? You're not gonna use a truck. You can't use a truck. You're very limited. What? Whatever." And he let that get to him, knowing dang well now you can get like my truck's bit my the well, inside of my truck, truck is actually bigger. bigger than my wife's SUV inside. Sure. So we actually use my truck everywhere we go now. Instead of the SUV, which was the, it was the totally opposite. The only thing that I would say is obviously when you're going grocery shopping, it, you want to take the SUV because although we're more comfortable in the truck, we still use a truck. Yeah. You get like a little bungee cord connected from one hook to another and slide all the – but, you know, we got caught in the rain a couple times. You know, it's it's those little things. But it's like, okay, well, we have another option. You made this your only option. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. By listening to other people. It's not even what you really wanted. Um, and not even so sure that was solid advice. Yeah. Maybe it was. But I don't the, know. The, so with me, I got the reminder of my two little ones, Nova and Lainey. Dad, when are you getting a Jeep? Dad, when are you getting a Jeep? Yeah. So we parked next to it. Dad, you're getting a Jeep, right? So it's like, all right, it's so these little, kids have it in their head. A little motivation. Yeah, and it's funny because yesterday <laughs> we're at, motivation files. We were at a <laughs> plug. <laughs> we were um, in King of Prussia. There was a softball tournament. And at the field... There was like behind the field, there was like this kind of like, it looked like it was a hill where the parking lot was. And there was an actual Jeep Wrangler driving by. And Danny goes, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And she's pointing at this Jeep as it's driving by. So I think it's like something, like their reminder, like get, get a, a Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. Get a freaking Jeep, dude. Um, bad, bad advice from the younger brother. <laughs> to just do it. Dude. Just, let's go right <laughs> now. Want to uh, go? Want to go? I found one right They close in six minutes. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway. That that you know we've all made you know compromises, but we talked about being stubborn. Um, but is it you know where does it become stubborn and where to become become like a determined person, or is that the same thing? Because stubborn, I feel like it's like a negative thing. But if you take stubborn and define it as a determined person, sure, right now it's a positive thing. Right, you're stubborn until until you make it, and then you become determined. 
they, they then they change and that then all description. Of sudden, of the, narrative, was a determined the narrative person. changes. Correct. <laughs> You're stubborn when it doesn't work, and then when you, it finally, you know, whatever it is, you become you successful. Yeah. He was so determined to make so it. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, go ahead, Gabe. I was gonna say because that goes back. Maybe the de- the difference of that is going back to the definition. Well, the first word says unreasonably. Yeah, unreasonably obstinate. So you're unreasonably stubborn. Uh, that's true. Unreasonably. Yeah, that's what I was say. True. Stubborn is like you're you're, well, you're you're set ways, but there's no reason why why you're you're locked right. in on that. Right. right. Like you made a decision, you just I'm gonna I'm gonna do it no matter what. Right. right Even right. though like everything's fine against you, I mean you can you can compromise in certain aspects of it, but yeah, when you just go gung ho for no reason. So. <laughs> So is stubbornness a component of achieving your goals? Kind of going back to what Manny was saying. Yeah, kind of at an extent, certain it extent. Can. Depends. It depends who's who's. Uh, I guess whose lens you're viewing it from. Because you know, for you, you're not being stubborn. You're being determined. Right, right. But for your spouse, who's you know, let's say you're dumping all this money into this project, for your spouse, who's like having to make ends meet. You know, you're determined, and she's like, you're stubborn. So it depends what lens you're viewing it yeah, through. For sure. Um, Maybe they don't see the, the tail end of your project. They're like, all right, you're blowing all this money. It yeah. doesn't look like yeah, it's like, ending yeah. anytime I'm soon. I'm a dream chaser. And someone's yeah. like, you're a loser. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I just saw someone like, dude, if you're if you're trying to make a mixtape and you're in your mid-30s, give it up. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that was literally someone's Facebook post. And I was like, wow. But, you know, you can ask someone who's really determined and really wants to make it in the music industry and wants sure. to be a rapper or whatever. Sure. What? Are they, is it, are they a dream chaser? Are they just that, not letting go? Yeah. Or is it, like, that's like a weird in-between thing. It's, wasn't that like Simon Cowell? He didn't make, he didn't make success until he was like in his 35, like 35 years yeah. old. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was chasing a dream. I think it was more specifically to the rap thing yeah, that oh, this yeah, person yeah, yeah. was making yeah. the comment towards. That, that's true. I mean, because it's a, you, that's being unreasonable at that point. Sure, there's no, there's not many rappers yeah. at 35, right? That are like Start just out. coming out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're 35, that means you've been <laughs> in it for a while. You've been and in it for a while, popular, but yeah. yeah, there's not. I don't know of any rappers like, oh, he came out 35. Everybody was like, nah, that doesn't happen. So yeah, I mean, that comebacks, right? True, <laughs> and stuff like that can happen. Obviously, there's examples of that, but it gets obviously there's less success rates as it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's anything could obviously.